What's up, guys? Welcome back to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. My name's John, and this is r slash Tales from the Squad Car. So, I have totally screwed up my recording schedule again. What else is new, right? But here we are, trying to get back on track, and I uh, figured I'd do something that I haven't done in a little while. These, uh, these stories don't pop up too often, but I figured, you know, I'd go see what I could collect up and make a whole video out of it. And we got lucky, so uh, let's go ahead and do some good guy, bad guy stuff. By the way, if it looks like my eyes are watery, they are. Two things. One, allergies. Zero out of ten, wouldn't recommend. Two, took a ride on my son-in-law's motorcycle today to see he thought there was something mechanically going on with it, so I took it for a zip around the neighborhood, and uh, yeah, I got whipped in the eye with my own beard, so uh, always wear eye protection, kids. Civilian slash former officer, out of my own history. Okay, so went to the store with family to pick up stuff my daughter needs for school. As we're about finished and heading to the registers up front, we pass a young couple standing by the bottled Starbucks beverages. She's opening them one by one, describing what she likes about each, then having him take a shot before she recaps them and puts them back on the shelf. Oh, you nasty. I pause watching this and she says, what? He needs to know. To which I respond, whatever, waffle twat, and carry on my way. Now I happen to like wearing funny shirts, so at the registers, the loss prevention officer walks by and gives me a smile and says, I like your shirt. Thanks, man. By the way, you've got a couple in the bottled Starbucks popping them open. She's describing what she likes and having him try them before closing them up and putting them back on the shelf. His face falls. He calls for a lady in the area to run over there and ask me if I can give him a basic description of the couple. Sure, no problem. Female, Hispanic, about 5'4", around 160 pounds, in jeans and a V-cut light blue shirt. Caucasian male about the same age, but about 5'9 and 200 pounds. Basic button-up shirt, blue faded blue jeans, and athletic shoes. Brown hair, basic frat boy. Former athlete look who has let himself go after college. The loss prevention guy, the gal at the register, an older gal at the next register, and a couple other customers were just standing there staring at me as loss prevention asked, You in law enforcement? Former, is it obvious? <laughs> to which my teenage daughter piped up, Yep, never more so. Outed yourself. I just gave her a look. I'm not trying to hide it or anything. We were done by then and went ahead and left with me wishing loss prevention a good day. As a note, my daughter just likes giving me crap whenever I do something not normal. She's actually thinking of going into law enforcement herself, but wants to be a lab geek. Honestly, in this day and age, that's probably the safest way to go. Go work in forensics, in a lab, whatever. Being on the streets in this day and age, I don't know, man. I mean, God bless you guys that do it. I, uh... I know that I don't have the patience for it. My anger issues would definitely get the better of me. So I made the intentional choice not to go into law enforcement, corrections, any of that kind of stuff because, uh, yeah, it just wouldn't end well. It was all I could do to stay calm and sane just bouncing at a bar. So, yeah, good for those guys. And as far as the uh, creepy girl and her boyfriend cracking bottles and putting them back on the shelf, that is just nasty. I don't know what it is with people who think they have the right some people do it as, there was this challenge, I guess it was a TikTok thing where people, ooh, shook the whole desk. There was this TikTok thing where people were licking ice cream and putting it back on the shelf and things like that. That's just, that is so disgusting. It's no different than being spit on in a fight, or even if you're not fighting. But, you know, I'd rather be punched in the face than spit on any day. That is just disgusting. And to think you have the right to just sample things, that's not the way it works. It's not how any of this works. Ugh. Civilian. We saw the RCMP officer running to his car. 
So Dad was helping his buddy, Ray, work on his fancy house in Abbotsford, British Columbia in the early to mid-1970s. I got volunteered to help out. I would have been a boat. <laughs> he even spelled it like boat. That's awesome. I would have been a boat 12 or 13. As Ray had a Porsche 911, the three of us went into Vancouver for various supplies with Dad driving his pickup. As we were coming back east on the Trans-Canada, Dad's going well over the speed limit on the Portman Bridge and up the hill. Ray warns Dad that there is frequently a radar trap and a few miles in the center median with the RCMP car hidden among the trees. Dad responds by saying that he won't get caught. They go back and forth a bit and then they decide to bet a bottle of rum. So just when we see the RCMP cruiser hidden by the trees, we also see the officer running back to his car, zipping up his trousers. As you can imagine, Dad and Ray traded various rude comments to each other. But in the end, Ray bought the bottle and they drank it dry over the next few evenings. So I'm not sure how dear old dad knew ahead of time that he wasn't going to get caught. It's not like the cop spends his whole time there peeing. Um, and I'm, I'm giving the cop the benefit of the doubt that that's what he was doing, relieving himself in amongst the trees in between radar and whatever. I don't know, but it's kind of awkward. But at least everybody got some rum out of the deal. Guard duty from a cop. This is an old story. I haven't been a cop in almost 20 years now. I was with a South Louisiana Sheriff's Office. We had just experienced Hurricane Katrina, arguably the first mass disaster in this new age of massive natural disasters being commonplace. I was stationed at the jail. The jail's radio number was 6000, so if you were on A shift, your radio number was 61XX, B shift 62XX, etc. We had four shifts, four lieutenants, eight sergeants, eight corporals, and however many deputies each shift needed. There was one sergeant and corporal in intake and one sergeant and corporal in the back. When Katrina happened, we set up perimeter teams around the jail. Many of the deputies were former Marines, so they knew how to post guard. They quickly taught those of us who hadn't done that particular exercise how to treat people and vehicles approaching, and how and when to call for backup. I was standing outside the jail, catching a rare moment of quiet. Just sitting there, not able to call my parents, not able to call my girlfriend. Just existing. For five minutes. Perimeter team, about 200 feet away from me, calls out to someone to halt and be recognized. Apparently, they didn't. Halt or I'll fire! I'm starting to stand up, you know, just in case. Stop or I will shoot you! Requesting immediate backup to perimeter, comes across the radio. I'm now running. I swear to God, the front doors between me and the perimeter team opened up and a wave of people in uniform, in shorts, in their effing skivvies came boiling out. The only commonality, they all had long guns, and they were all pointed at the intruders. This group of idiots were approaching a police installation, with a clearly shouted set of loud verbal commands including the threat of lethal force, and decided the smart move was to keep menacingly moving forward? I counted afterward, apparently it takes 5 AK-47s, 6 AR-15s, and 12 shotguns to literally make 3 guys crap themselves. It would have been the easiest paperwork ever, too. We were ordered to make verbal reports only for any and all incidents since the computers were down. I don't care what part of the country you're in, what part of the world. If you got an armed man standing there telling you to stand down, be recognized, stop moving, whatever. The smart play is to, there's two things you can do. One is to walk away. I'm not sure I would do that, but walking away would be better than advancing. Or stop, prove that you're not going to shoot anybody or do whatever. Go through the hassle of being questioned and then go on your way. OP didn't allude to what was going on in this story. Why were they approaching? Were they looters thinking they were going to get something out of the jail? I don't know. There was a lot of crazy stuff after Katrina down there. We went down for some recovery and cleanup stuff after Katrina. 
And uh, even then, after things were starting to settle down, we noticed a lot because there was still power outages everywhere. We noticed that there was a lot of crazy stuff going on, man, especially the people who were on certain substances. They were even crazier than normal. So, uh, yeah, natural disasters can do a lot of funny things to people. From the suspect, how to get away with street racing. I have a history of street racing and other moving violations. Pretty much every car I've owned has been modified and used for that purpose, as well as daily driving. And every one of those cars has seen flashing blue lights behind it. It's a rite of passage at this point. So color me surprised when I decide to have a little fun pulling out of an empty gravel parking lot in my new-to-me car by doing a burnout and handbrake turn through the gates, only for an officer to be parked right outside and see the whole thing. This is this car's christening, I thought. The officer first flipped his siren but didn't move, so I figured it was just a, I saw that, but I'll let you go. So I kept driving. Then I see the officer speeding up to me with their lights on. So I pulled over, foot on the brake, roll down the window, and do my usual nice girl but not innocent thing, and ask how they're doing. Now it's worth noting at this point I like and make stickers, most of which are street racing themed, including such text as, street racing is not a crime, promote illegal street racing, and bye bye police. It's not subtle. I think they're fun, as do most of my friends as I've made several of them as well. And anyone walking up to the driver's side window would notice them way before they noticed the tatted purple-haired girl in the Recaro with a harness on. Sets the scene, I think. The officer cuts off my pleasantries. What are you doing driving like that? You can't do that, he says. I pause, struggle to not be snarky by saying I just did so I can, and instead simply say, sorry, officer. He goes on. I've seen you driving around here before. And then he pauses to lean over to see the team windshield banner, presumably confirming it's the same car. Saw you doing 35 and a 20. You can't drive like that around here. Again, I simply apologize. Then he walks away. Never asks for ID or registration. Never charges me with at least the three laws that I just broke right in front of him. No ticket despite being a repeat offender. Just got in his cruiser, turned off the lights, and didn't do anything when I pulled away. It was creepy and confusing, honestly. Never had a stop go like that. I mean, I've seen officers let people go for small, reckless things like that. I'm not sure how big of a thing you did with the handbrake turn and all that stuff, but usually they would at least say something when they're walking away, like, knock that off, have a good night, whatever, kiss my ass. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Kiss my ass. Kiss his ass. Kiss your ass. Happy Hanukkah. For them just to stop their rant right in the middle and walk away and get in their cruiser, I don't. I don't know that I would have pulled away at that point. I'd have been afraid. You know, is this guy going to shoot me? Is he going to pit me? Or TVI, as they call it now. For pulling away from the stop, I, I don't understand what's going on here. Um, so, I'm not saying I haven't done my fair share of crazy, stupid crap in a car before. Uh, and I'm always respectful. I got caught, I'll pay the price. Whatever it is, if it's a ticket, if it's, you know, I did get suspended once, but it wasn't for that. It was actually a... Uh, clerical issue on my part but you know at least you did the respectful thing pulled over were respectful to the officer and yeah just uh it is kind of odd though i don't know hate on aisle eight i work in a huge big box store and we're having a sale on a lot of our electronic items i'm manning the help desk when a customer comes over to me with a concerned look on her face she speaks to me in an almost comical stage whisper customer says I think you should know that, well, there's this couple putting a lot of expensive stuff in their cart, but they don't look like the sort who can afford it. Me. Ma'am, do you think they're planning on stealing merchandise? 
Customer says, yes, I mean, they look the sort if you know what I mean. Me, I'm afraid I don't know what you mean, ma'am. Are they acting suspicious? Customer, well, yes, they're, you know. She's gesturing wildly like I'm meant to know what this means. Me, ma'am, what are you saying? She leans in, her comical stage whisper now even more comical. Customer says, they're black. <laughs> so stupid. Ma'am, are you saying that they can't afford the items in their cart because they're black? Customer says, it's just, well, suspicious. I'm not going to take action against the customer because they're black, ma'am. That's incredibly racist. Customer says, well, I'll keep an eye on them just in case. You'll see. And with that, she darts off into the aisles before I could stop her. Suspecting this will end badly, I let a manager know and hopefully he can deal with the fallout. About a half hour later, I'm called up to the front of the store by the manager. I arrive to see the manager, the same racist customer from before, and two police officers. The manager says to me, please tell these officers, actually, I don't know, the truth, I guess? Customer says, tell them you have suspicious customers and we need to keep an eye on them. Me, ma'am, did you call the police? She says, well, someone had to, just in case. Officer number one says to me, we received a call about a suspected robbery at this store, ma'am. Me. Wow, seriously? This customer seems to think some customers are about to steal just because they're black. At this, both officers wince. Not just because I suspect they don't want to be involved in yet another racially charged incident involving the police, but one of them is also black. Officer number two, to the customer, somewhat testily, Ma'am, is this why you called us? They have a lot of stuff in their cart. It's suspicious. The manager says, Ma'am, we are having a sale. To the officers, he says, sorry that your time has been wasted, officers. Please feel free to grab a fountain soda for your trouble. Customer says, wait, that's it? You're not even going to wait? Officer number one says, wait for what, ma'am? Customer says, for when they make a run for it. Ma'am, we're not going to. While we've been talking, none of us have noticed that the perfectly lovely couple being targeted by this hateful bigot has already paid for their items, a lot of very nicely discounted electronics and are leaving the store with their long receipt ready to show anyone who might need to review it. We're all silent as they obviously exit the store, thankfully free from the knowledge of what almost went down. We all look pointedly at the customer. Customer says, Well, they probably saw the two police officers and thought they should pay for the items instead. You should be thanking me. I say, You know, your ability to jump through so many mental hoops to put you in the right is astounding. You know that? Customer says to the manager, Are you going to let her talk to me like that? Manager to the officers says, This woman is harassing our customers, and I would like to have her escorted from the premises. She's banned for life. Customer then says, You can't do that. I was only trying to help. I... Officer number one says, Please come with us, ma'am. Anything more from you, and we'll be escorting you to our car instead of your own. She finally shuts up as she realizes no one is seeing the world through her hateful eyes. As she leaves through the exit with the officers, she turns to us to get the last word and prove her self-delusion is absolute. I'm never coming back here anyway. You're probably all complicit. <laughs> Good riddance. I've run into people like this of every color. It's amazing. Uh, there's something that gets into people's brains that makes them very hateful towards anybody who's different. Sorry, I was messing with stuff on my desk. I shouldn't be. Anyway, it makes them very, very uh, emotionally charged and very unreasonable. I don't know what it is that gets into their little brain, but when they see somebody different, they automatically think bad. This person's bad because they are X. This person's bad because they are Y. You may not agree with lifestyles. You may not agree with cultures. You may not agree with whatever. 
you don't have to agree. You don't have to like everybody. But to show your ignorance by going out and doing things like this are really stupid to begin with. Whether you like a certain type of person or not doesn't mean you get to just automatically think they're all going to be this way. And it's just dumb. I don't even know how else to describe it. Hey guys, YouTube thinks you're going to like this video right here. Can you do me a favor and help the channel by clicking on it? Much appreciated. We'll see you.